Glad to be saved. Amen. Watch out now. Amen. Genesis chapter number 26. Genesis chapter number 26. Amen. I'm glad I'm saved tonight. I'm glad I know that I've been born again. And if you're here tonight and you're lost and you don't know, you must be born again. Amen. That's a, that's a message that ought to be preached. I said it this morning. I said it last week. That's a message that ought to be preached. Preachers, amen. Of this day and hour, ye must be born again. Amen. Hey, you can't get there no other way. Amen. You can work. You try to work it up. You can try to turn over a new leaf. It will not happen, friend. You go, hey, there's got to be a relationship change. Amen. There's got to be a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And I'm thankful that five years ago, next month, amen, on a Tuesday night, God the Holy Ghost came to where I was at in that church house over there, about three-quarters of the way back, amen, spoke to my heart, told me I was lost, uh, headed for hell, amen, and I'm glad, 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 friend, uh, I responded to the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. You may be here tonight, and this ain't got nothing to do with the message. It has a little bit to do with it, amen. I'll get into it in a minute, amen. I'm just trying to mind God. Amen. You may be here tonight, you might not have that relationship. God the Holy Ghost maybe already spoke to your heart, amen. I promise you, friend, if you respond to the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, respond to the Holy Ghost that's dealt with you, friend, I promise you it'll be the best decision you will ever make, amen. Amen, friend. It's good to be here tonight, amen. Amen. I think about this scripture here, and I promise you I've had this scripture, I've had this message, I've carried this thing around for about a year and a half now. I've wanted to preach it, I've asked God to be able to preach it, and it seems like tonight, amen, He's allowed me to preach it, amen. I, I don't know what this is for, but God knows what it's for, amen. And I love you, church, amen. I love my preacher tonight, amen. And I love God most of all, thank God. Amen. It's good to be here tonight, amen. Genesis chapter number 26, starting in verse number 17, the Bible says this, And Isaac departed thence and pitched his tent in the valley of Gerar, and dwelt there. And Isaac digged again the wells of water, which they had digged in the days of Abraham his father. For the Philistines had stopped them after the death of Abraham, and he called their names after the names by which his father had called them. And Isaac's servants digged in the valley, and found there a well of springing water. And the herdmen of Gerar did strive with Isaac's herdmen, saying, The water is ours. And he called the name of the well Esek, because they strove with him. And they digged another well and strove for that also. And he called the name of it Sitna. And he removed from this and digged another well, and for that they strove not. And he called the name of it Rehoboth. And he said, For now the Lord hath made room for us, and we shall be fruitful in the land. Watch this. Verse 23, And he went up from this to Bathsheba, and the Lord appeared unto him the same night, and said, I am the God of Abraham thy father. Fear not, for I am with thee, and will bless thee, and multiply thy seed for thy servant Abraham's sake. And he built an altar there, and called upon the name of the Lord, and pitched his tent there, and there Isaac's servants digged a well. Let us pray. Love and heavenly Father. God, I love you, I praise you, and I thank you, God. I thank you for this opportunity, God, to stand behind the sacred desk. Lord, I realize I can't do this on my own. God, I need your help, I need your unction. I pray that you give me utterance, God, of the Holy Ghost. God, I pray that you fill me from the top of my head, sole my feet. God, I beg you for liberty tonight, Lord. I pray tonight, God, if there be one in the house that's lost and undone, God, I ask you, Lord, to deal with their heart. God, I pray that they respond to the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. God, I pray tonight, Lord Jesus, 
Jesus if there's one here God trying to dig wells herself God I pray God that they just turn it all over to you tonight God I pray tonight God that when they do that that they don't get up and take it back with them Heavenly Father God I pray tonight Lord that you just touch us uh, be with us God and I give you all the glory and honor and praise for it all in Jesus name I pray Amen and Amen we see here tonight, amen, I want to look at this chapter, amen, you see there's six divisions in this chapter, we're going to look at five of them. The first one I want to look at, verses 1 through 5, we see here that, and there was a famine in the land beside the first famine, there was in the days of Abraham, and Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines, unto Gerar, and the Lord appeared unto him and said, Go not down into Egypt, dwell in the land which I shall tell thee of. Just sojourn in this land, I will bless thee, and will bless, uh, will bless thee unto thee and unto thy seed. I will give all these countries and perform the oath which I swear unto my Abraham thy father and I will make thy seed to multiply the stars of heaven and will give unto thy seed all these countries and thy seed shall be the nations of the earth be blessed because that Abraham obeyed my voice kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. Amen. I'm thankful for the night God made a covenant with me. Bless God. Amen. As I've already mentioned it tonight. It was a covenant of salvation. Amen. Hey, He promised me that He'd never leave me nor forsake me. Hey, that's been told already tonight. I'm justified freely by His grace. Thank God. What's that mean, preacher? Hey, that means no man can pluck me out of the Father's hand. Amen. That means I stand before God Almighty. Bless God. Hey, as my sins were not even there, amen. That's what justification means tonight, friend. The moment, the very instant, amen, He washed my sins away, and yours too, if you've been born again, amen. He cast them as far as the east is from the west, thank God. What has this got to do with this portion of the Scripture? I'm telling you, He made a covenant with Abraham. He made that same covenant with Isaac, amen. And if you get on into this Scripture here, we see, uh, keep that in mind, we see the second thing I want to look at. The division is, is verses 6 through 11. Like father, like son. If you study that out. I'm trying to give you a little introduction. Try to lay the foundation tonight. If you study that out, hey, Isaac did the same thing his father Abraham did. He sinned. You're going to sin tonight. You're going to fall short. You don't have to, but you're going to. Why, preacher? Because I'm in this sinful flesh. One of these days it'll be sinless. Amen. I have that glorified body. Amen, that's perfect, Brother Jason. Fashion unto him, thank God. Amen. But you see, Isaac, he did the very same thing that his daddy did back in chapter number 20, about to the same name of the same king. Amen. Think about old Abimelech there. Think about that tonight, church. Amen. Your walk, your Christian walk, friend, people are watching you. Amen. Oh, but bless God, that covenant was still there. That covenant's still there, friend. God said, I'll, get, I'll, I'll make a promise with you just like I did Abraham there. It's still there. God didn't ever leave Isaac, amen. Amen. And that's how this thing works. God don't never leave you. He said He'd never leave thee nor forsake thee. But you sure can't get far from God. It doesn't matter who you are. Amen. If you've got your trust and confidence in man, man will let you down. Amen. That's why that verse of Scripture's in there. Don't put confidence and trust in man. Put your confidence and trust in the Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. If you do that, man won't lay. It'll be a little bit easier when man lets you down. Amen. Amen. 
So we see Isaac, and you say, well, preacher Isaac messed up, and he did, and he was a great type of Jesus Christ in the Old Testament, amen. You think about Isaac and how uh, Abraham took him up on the mount to sacrifice, and maybe about that sinless sacrifice, that sacri- that willing sacrifice. But you see here, he sinned, and he, he comes short, amen. But may I say in that, he, 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 he lied because he feared. He feared what the Philistines was going to do. He told a lie. He said, hey, that's not my wife, that's my sister. He was telling, hey, he was saying, Rebecca's not my wife, she's my sister. Why? Because he feared the Philistines. Amen. May I say, fear is not of the Lord. Amen. I fear God tonight, don't get me wrong. I fear Him. I fear His chastening hand, Brother Austin. If I don't follow his voice, like he's told Abraham, God told Isaac here about Abraham, I fear him tonight. Amen. But he don't lead by fear. Amen. Thank God for that. You see here, Proverbs 3, 5, 6, Trust the Lord with all thy heart, and lean not to thine own understanding. With all thy ways and knowledge him, he shall direct thy paths. If we trust and not fear, amen, he will have peace. Amen. Thank God. Moving on, we'll get into, on into this introduction here. The third thing I want to look at, verses 12 through 6. I want you to look here. Then Isaac sowed in that land and received in the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. Look here, verse 13. The man waxed great and went forward, and great until he became very great, for he had possessions of flocks and possessions of herds and great store of servants, and the Philistines envied him. So we see here in this division right here, this, this portion of the Scripture, that just because something does looks good, hey, looks can be deceiving. I know it get, hey, I know it's all right, amen. Looks can be deceiving. Amen. If we ain't following God, if we're not saying, I'd read nowhere right there in that, in that Scripture there where Isaac, hey, he repented of what he did. I don't, re- I don't read until God speaks to him again until verses number 24 and 25. Amen. But you see here, amen, he, he looks can be deceiving. So just because something looks good don't mean it's of God. What are you getting at, preacher? Sometimes I'll just be honest with you, God will, uh, my thought will cross my heart, my mind, and I'll be like, oh, well, that's of the Lord. But it really wasn't a burden. It was just a thought. Amen. What's a burden? A burden is you're going to be faithful to it no matter what. Amen. No matter what comes your way, no matter how many people's there, amen. Hey, hey you're good, you've got a burden for it, you will be faithful to that burden, amen. That's all right, I knew it would get quiet right here, that's okay. I'm just preaching to you what God's given me, amen. Amen. So, I think about that, and I think about the other day, Brother Austin, I was over at the fire department, and God's given us an opportunity to... to share a devotion with them at 3 o'clock every Sunday that we're working, amen. And I'll tell you what, last, last few months I got a little discouraged. But I got a burden for them, men. And I'll tell you what, God's given me that burden to do that with them. And I went into that little wild landing room back there at Station 8, Brother Austin, and I talked to the guy downtown, and I clicked on that Google Meet thing or whatnot, and at 1,500 hours being 3 o'clock, amen, those of you don't know military time, but I clicked on that thing and nobody showed up. 305 rolled around. Nobody showed up. I'm not bragging on what I've done, amen. You just, I'm just trying to mind God tonight. 
315 rolled around. Nobody showed up on that meeting. You know what God spoke to me and said? Are you going to be faithful to this? You're going to be faithful to doing this? I said, well, God, you put this burden in my heart. I don't care if it's just me and you back here. Hey, I rear it back, friend. I taught a lesson right there. I don't know who it was for, probably just for me, amen, friend. But I'm glad that he gives us burdens. And that's a burden, friend, when you're faithful to it, amen. Not about people showing up. Not about people seeing it, amen. When you're faithful to it, for His glory, amen. Not our glory, but for His glory, amen. So we see here, that third division, the looks can be deceiving. The fourth division, we see that Isaac goes to living by the flesh. He's living by the flesh. What's that mean, preacher? Well, you got two natures. When you got saved, they became two of you. you see, amen. You still have that old sin nature, that fleshly nature, that carnal nature. You're not a natural man no more because you've been regenerated. Amen. But you have a carnal nature about you. And if you ain't real careful, and if you ain't real close to God, you'll go to be carnally minded. Have you been there, preacher? Absolutely. Amen. I've been carnally minded, Brother Ira. Amen. And guess what I've had to do? I've had to repent. Oh, but my friend, when you go to repenting and quit living in the flesh, and that flesh, he acted out on flesh, we see going into our main text here, verse 17, and Isaac departed thence and pitched his tent in the valley of Gerar and dwelt there. You know what that word Gerar means, that place? It's a valley, it's, a, it's mountainous, it's up and down. Up and down, rolling hills, I looked it up today. Don't trust your feelings, friend, down here in the valley. Amen. You've got to trust in your feelings, friend, down here in the valley. You're going to be walking in the flesh. You're going to be carnally minded. Your feelings will lead you right. That's why we're not saved by feelings. We're not saved by emotion, friend. Amen. We're saved by God's Word. And by the Spirit of God. Amen. Well, may I tell you this tonight? You go to following your feelings in the valley, you will go the wrong way. Amen. Amen. So we see here, he, pitched his, he, he started digging a well. And he dwelt there, and Isaac digged again the wells of water, which they had digged in the days of Abraham his father. For the Philistines stopped them after the death of Abraham, and he called their names after the names which his father had called them. I want you to look at the names of these things. I wrote these things down, amen. I want you to look at the first one. The names after the, Abraham, verse 19, Isaac served digged in the valley and found there a well of springing water. And his herman of Gerar did strive with Isaac's herman, saying, The water is ours. And he called the name of the well Esek. Now you read up, you look up what Esek means. It means strife. It means strife. That's carnal minded. That's carnal minded Christian tonight. Hello, Tokyo, amen. As old Gary Moore said, hello, Tokyo. Hey, that's being carnally minded. Amen, because guess what? You're being selfish. You hey, there's a big picture here, friend. Hey, there's a world out there to be one of the Lord Jesus Christ. It ain't all about you, church. It ain't all about me. Amen, friend. It's about them. Amen. So we see here, Esek, meaning to strive or contention, which is a contest or a core. We are in this thing together, may I remind you. If you notice that well right there, those herdmen, they fought against one another. Amen. That's what strife does. We need unity. I say, we need unity. We need it. This thing, like I say again, this thing's bigger than me and you. Amen. 
I tell you, I got along with God this week, and God began showing me. He said, Matt, if you'll worship me for who I am and not what I'll do for you, I promise you I'll bless you. Amen. If we'll get there, if we, we'll get to the point where we'll worship God for who He is, not for what He'll do for us, not for Brother Jason where He'll let us shout a little bit. If we'll just worship Him for who He is, the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning, the end, the first, and the last, amen. If we'll just worship Him for who He is, I promise you the Holy Ghost will blow by this place, amen, and He'll kick the honey bucket over in your soul, thank God, and you'll rejoice, amen. Amen. So we need unities. You can read that in Psalm 133. In the second attempt, look at this. The Bible says this. He called, and he digged there another well and strove that also. And he called the name of it Sitna. That name means hatred. So we go from strife and no unity to hatred. It just builds, friend. Hatred leads to bitterness. Bitterness leads to resentment. Next thing you know, you're out of God's house. Next thing you know, you're back in the hog pen. Amen. Next thing you know, you're back on the drugs. Next thing you know, you're back in the slop. Amen. Hey, you better watch out. Amen, friend. Don't go back to the hog pen. Amen. Don't go back to the hog pen. But you see here, it built hatred. And you say, how is hatred doing things in the flesh? That's how it comes about how it comes about in our lives. That's how it comes about in the church. Doing things we can just be real honest tonight. Amen. Ain't no super saints here. I'm not one, but we can just be real honest. These things that sometimes we do, it's in the flesh. Amen, Matt. Amen. That goes straight to me. Amen. But you see here. When we do things in the flesh, and what does hatred? It separates. It causes division. No unity. Amen. So what next to happen? You see the third well that he digs here is Rehoboth, meaning enlargement. And you think, well, bless God. You think, oh, hallelujah. He's still digging in the flesh, friend. Amen. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. That's what Paul said. Carnal minded is death. Amen, church. So you think, well, it's a big, that means hey, God's blessing it, He's doing it, amen, and He's working, and hey, it's, it's got His name all over it. But in the end, it's not. It's just flesh. Just being honest with you tonight, church. Amen. But then we see here. Over here on in the, the, the verse here, in verse number 24, or verse 23, we see here a change that takes place. It says this, And it went up from thence to Beersheba. We think about Beersheba there. I'll tell you what Beersheba means. Beersheba means this. Right here. I wrote it down. He lays down his pride. It means a well of an oath. A well of an oath. He goes back to where God made that covenant with him. In his heart. Maybe not physically, but spiritually. He goes back to that place he goes to remembering where God brought him from, Kevin. He goes to remembering that God came and searched him out of a bar room. Brother Austin. 
Search me and that young lady out in the ballroom. Play in church, friend. Oh, he remembers that when hey man, he'd come home or he'd be looking at things he ought not be looking at on the cell phone. Hey man, he goes to remembering where God brought him from. Maybe we need we need to do that tonight, friend. We need to remember where God brought us from. Amen. I need to remember, Brother Jason, a lot of times where God brought me from. And then guess what I need to do? I need to go to repenting. Because guess what? If I regard iniquity in my heart, He will not hear me. Amen. And so when I go to repenting, then those walls start coming back down. Amen. When I go to live in a sanctified, holy life, amen. That ain't You don't hear that a lot anymore. I'm talking about holy, separated living, amen. Be ye holy, for I am holy, amen. Hey, if the TV's causing you to sin, you might as well throw it out the door. If a, te- if a telephone's causing you to sin, you might as well get your flip phone again, amen. The one that ain't got internet. Amen. Hey, listen to me, young people. If that one you're dating's causing you to go away from God's house, you might as well get rid of them, amen. Amen, friend. That one you're courting is causing you to do things behind closed doors, fornicating, amen. Hello, amen. You might as well get rid of them. Because guess where you're at? You backslid on God. And you need to remember where God brought you from. How He saved you out of that mess. Took you out of that hog pen, amen. And put you on a solid rock, amen. He's still right there. He's never left you. He's never forsook you, amen. So the best thing for you to do tonight, church, and for you tonight, a backslider, is get back to Bathsheba. Amen. Remember where God's brought us from. Remember where God brought you from, amen. Thank God. May we never forget where God has brought us from. May we look forward, as Apostle Paul said, and press toward the mark. And keep pressing on. And keep on the firing line. Just said this morning, amen, just keep on for God. Amen, I told him up there at Long Branch this morning. I said, I thank God for these old gray-haired people in here. I don't mean nothing by that. I love my elders. I respect them, amen. And I see them in God's house. i tell you what it does for me, friend. It encourages my heart as a young person, amen. I see that they've been through the fire. They've been through the trial, and they're still hanging on, amen, friend. Amen. It do a lot of us good, us young people, to go up to them and love them and encourage them. Because I tell you what, God can still use them. And He still wants to use them. And young person, He still wants to use you. Amen. He wants to use you. What are you getting at, preacher? Don't dig up wells yourself. If you ain't heard nothing I heard tonight, hear that. Don't dig up wells yourself. Pray. Seek God's face. Fast. Brother Heath mentioned it. Fast. I'm not talking go out here and brag to nobody about how long you did it, about what you did, or what. Hey, it ain't about you. It's about getting serious with God Almighty. And you, I promise you this, friend, you fast. You ain't going to push Him in a corner and make Him answer your prayer. But it'll show Him how serious you are about this thing. Amen. Fast and pray. And enter into thy closet. Matthew 6, 6. I told him this morning, I don't know why I'm having to hit on it. It's high time we get a prayer closet. 
High time we get a prayer closet. And I've got about two or three of them. I thank God for them. Why, preacher? Because you can talk to God. That's that relationship. That ain't, that ain't the church membership. That ain't the work that you do. Amen. That's that relationship I'm talking about. Where you talk to Him and He talks back. But I promise you, you got sin in your life, He ain't going to talk to you. Amen. Until you repent. Amen. High time we get a prayer closet. High time we get in God's Word. And go to digging in God's Word, reading and searching the Scriptures. Don't just take the man of God up here for what he says. You get home and you study the Word of God. And I promise you, you study the Word of God for yourself. You can come back to church when the pastor gets up and preaching, and he's preaching on Jesus is soon coming, and God works that in your heart, and that begins to bubbling over inside of you. I promise you, friend, you can rejoice and shout on God's Word. Amen. Thank God. God preached this message to me for the past year and a half. The will of God's tough to find, Brother Austin. I'm not saying I'm in God's perfect will. I, I still, there's a lot of times where I struggle with that. But I'm telling you, I'm getting closer to it every day. And I'm telling you, the closer that I get to it, oh, the more I love Him. It's, there's peace in the center of God's will. There's peace right there. How do you find that peace? You pray. You seek His face. And you live a wholly accepted life on the Amen. A separated life. I done hit on it already. But one that's not full of sin. One that somebody you can go up to and you can give them the hope that lies within you, Amen. That life. There ought to be a change. You ought not look like the world. You ought not smell like the world. You ought not talk like the world. Amen. Amen, friend. Yeah, there ought to be a change. There ought to be something different. Somebody ought to be able to come up to you and say, hey, there's something different about you. You pray over your meal at work. Don't do it for a show, neither. You pray and give God thanks for giving you that meal. Or give God thanks for whatever He's done for you. But don't dig up the wells yourself. Like I told you, God preached me this message time and time again over a certain situation in my life. And one night he preached that to me, and I said, it was just like click. And I began getting along with God, and I began seeing where I'd failed. And where I'd gotten so far away from Him. And while all this confusion was going on in my mind, I had iniquity in my heart, Brother Austin. I had to get the iniquity out. And I promise you, friend, when I did that, and got in that prayer closet, God heard my cry. And it ain't been the same since. Amen. Because you see, folks, we can't fix other people. You go try and fix other people's problems, you can't do it. Only God can do that. The only thing you can do is lead them to the one that can. We can't do nothing. I can't do nothing without Him, brother. Amen. I can't get up here without Him. I can't sing without Him. I can't witness without Him. I can't talk. I can't breathe without Him. I can't walk without Him. I can't do nothing without Him. Amen. So may we get back to where God brought us. May we get back to Beersheba and seek His face. And don't dig up wells yourself. 